The United States and its allies may have defeated the ISIS caliphate in Syria, but Islamic extremists are alive and well and spreading terrorism and evil to other parts of the world. Most notably in Africa, where in late September, a Boko Haram breakaway group aligning itself with the Islamic State attacked a convoy killing 11 Nigerians. American protesters take to the streets and chant Black Lives Matter, but Nigerian Christians wonder where are the demonstrations for them as they face genocide? Well, the co-authors of the new book, The Next Jihad, Stop the Christian Genocide in Africa, say the world must speak up. Here with us to explain are the Reverend Johnny Moore and Rabbi Abraham Cooper. Reverend Moore is a member of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom and president of the Congress of Christian Leaders. And Rabbi Cooper is associate dean and director of the Global Social Action Agenda at the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Johnny, let's begin with you. Uh, Christians in Nigeria are under attack not only from Boko Haram terrorists, but also Fulani militants. This has gone on for some time now, so why the urgency? Is it genocide? It's marching quickly towards genocide, and the situation is getting worse. It isn't, it isn't getting better. I mean, our, our book mainly includes stories of victims in the last couple of months. We, we went to Nigeria right before COVID-19 shut down the world. We wrote it incredibly quickly, and we're just yelling in every direction we possibly can to get people paying attention. This situation is, uh, and unfortunately, we're going to look back and we are going to wish we had done more, I'm afraid. Well, Johnny, even our State Department, I know, uh, has said that uh, this isn't religious. This, this is just, you know, ethnic, you know, disputes between different tribes and so forth. It's monetary. Uh, what do you say? Well, look, I mean, this is one of the reasons why we went to Nigeria, because this is the big debate in the United States. What is the reason for it? And we, we came clearly down on one side. It's obvious that there is a religious component to it. No question. When you have terrorists yelling Allahu Akbar as they burn down the homes of Christians and churches, I mean, clearly uh, there, there is religious extremism involved. Uh, but, but what I'll tell you is, you know, I, at least I came away thinking this whole argument about why this is happening is kind of an irrelevant argument when it's all said and done. The fact of the matter is it is happening. It's a, a, a terrible security issue. And the number one responsibility of any government is to protect their people. And that's what the Nigerian government isn't doing. And, and by the way, this is a democracy. Rabbi Cooper, first I've got to ask what many of our viewers are probably wondering, why did an Orthodox rabbi get involved in writing a book with an evangelical Christian about Christian persecution in Nigeria? Well, you're asking uh, quite a bit, so let me try to parse it out. First of all, uh, Reverend Johnny Moore is one of, I think, the youngest recipient of uh, a major award from the Simon Wiesenthal Center, a Jewish human rights organization. Uh, for his previous work in Iraq, where he saved uh, Christians who were going to be ethnically cleansed, figured out a way to raise the money and evacuate people to a, a new life in another location. We're all about uh, human rights. We're all about taking action to help each other. And we have a very simple uh, approach when it comes to religious freedom. If religious minorities, if Coptic Christians, for example, in Egypt can pray in peace, uh, or Jews in Scandinavia go to synagogue without being harassed, uh, or Muslims uh, without being targeted uh, by hate crimes, um, then uh, none of us is safe. Stalin said one uh, death is the, a uh, tragedy, a million deaths a statistic. 
So when I started uh, seeing the reports coming out uh, in in terms of um, the selection process uh, in, in a, uh, uh, a university dormitory in the middle of the night, people woken up and said, you know, could you recite the Quran? And, and if you couldn't, they slit your throat because you were a Christian. Other kinds of activities that, that harken back to uh, another area, uh, era when Jews were uh, selected by the Nazis. Johnny, how concerned are you about the lack of police and Nigerian army response? Because many Nigerian Christians say uh, both are complicit in kidnappings and murderous attacks on Christian villagers. What is your conclusion? Well, it, it's, it's not so much our conclusion. We documented in the book some really alarming facts. I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, in, in several incidents across the country, you know, evidence has been found, cell phones that were left behind. Uh, one, one cell phone had in it the telephone numbers of people in the security services. Uh, there, there are hardly any examples of anyone being prosecuted for any of these crimes, uh, despite the fact that there is a judiciary. There is, the, the government has all of the infrastructure it needs, it's just not using it. Now, and, and ultimately, I mean, our, our passion here was to tell the stories of the victims because they are voiceless. And so we wanted to be, be their voice. And our, our hope is that the more we tell their stories, the more we can awaken the conscience uh, of, of people all around the world and therefore also shame the leaders in the government there who are, who are choosing not to take action that they, that they could take. And, and the fact of the matter is already in 2014 and 2015, Terrorists in Nigeria had killed more Christians than ISIS did in Iraq and Syria at ISIS's height. Rabbi Cooper, what about uh, some girls like Leah Sherabu? I understand from reading your book that you weren't too happy with the response some Muslim leaders gave about the kidnapping of Christian girls. You tell about one girl who was kidnapped, forced to convert to Islam, and then was impregnated by her Muslim captor before she was finally released. Tell us about the indifference or even complicity of the Nigerian government and religious leaders there? Well, uh, uh, Johnny and I met with four leading imams, uh, which of course raised plenty of eyebrows at the hotel we were staying at. You know, a rabbi, uh, uh, four imams, and a pastor sit down in, in Abuja, Nigeria. Um, and what we heard consistently was, they said, well, wait a second, we're, we're the number one targets of the extremists. Why are you only talking about what's happening to Christians? And yet we try to sort of say, fair enough, if you can document and send us, we'll for sure include it. But in the meantime, you, you have to speak out, including and especially if you're a Muslim. Young people in Africa today, in the Middle East today, in the Maghreb, they don't want to hear ideologically fueled reasons to hate others. They want to have a future. They want to have a job. They want to be able to see the rest of the world. So we're at a tipping point. And as it turns out, it looks like Nigeria right now is the number one target uh, of the terrorism. And uh, the U.S. and the United Kingdom hold tremendous clout. And our book also argues that Christian faithful, the churches and individuals, have tremendous potential power here to change things, but they have to get involved. Newsmax says these two men are among America's 10 most influential religious leaders. So up next, more from Abraham Cooper and Johnny Moore as we take you to the home front and a look at rising persecution right here in America.